0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas Podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by Assembly Co-Working Space. Assembly has been home to some of Calgary's brightest tech startups and small businesses for almost a decade. If you're looking for a co-working space, check out assemblycs.com. This episode is hosted by Jennifer Morrison. As InceptionU's learning catalyst and lead program designer, Jen provides valued leadership, guidance, meaningful connections, and an engaging learning environment to the learners and is deeply dedicated to their success in the Inception U programs. Jen has over 11 years of experience as an educator and received her Master's of Educational Leadership from High Tech High Graduate School of Education in San Diego, California. Jen possesses extensive experience in project based and experiential learning and design thinking. Now let's sit down with Jen as she asks the tough questions of Alberio Bathory Frota and Robbie Bouchart. The mic is yours, Jen.
1: All right. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jen Morrison, and I'm happy to host another episode of the Libby podcast. Uh, Today, I'm excited to talk to two really funny, incredible, outgoing, innovative guys that are creating an incredible company here in Calgary and around the world. So welcome, Alberio and Robbie.
2: Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jen. That was quite an introduction. I'm excited for this one.
1: Well, you know, you know. It's easy to speak kindly about people that are great. And so for context, Alberio is the CEO and co-founder of Launchcode and Robbie is the CRO of Launchcode. Uh, so they are creating the path and creating new opportunities for the innovation ecosystem here in Calgary and Alberta, which is really exciting. So let's dig in, guys, and you know, start with the question that's fun to ask, you know, who were you as kids? And I think that often we have you know, personality traits and character traits that are innate with us um, as children and that can continue with us throughout our lives and hopefully be part of the work that we get to do as grown-ups. So let's start with Alberio. Feel free to share whatever you like, you know, where you're from, background, friends, family, but uh, yeah, who was Alberio as a kid?
3: Perfect. Love it. Thanks, Jen. And uh, I'll try to keep this within uh, a reasonable amount of time because I could probably talk for a few days straight. But yeah, so I was born in Brazil. I was actually born right off of the equator in Brazil, uh, a nice little beach town, uh, beautiful sunny days every day around 30. And at the age of nine, we decided to move to a more tropical place called Edmonton, (laughs) where I was bombarded with white stuff that was not white sand. But... It was a really cool experience, right? At that time, I didn't speak a single uh, lick of English. It was it was learn and understand, you know, on the ground running. I was put in a the school there. I remember sitting in class, having no idea what the teacher was talking about, what people were talking about, right? And I think what really helped me out during that time is is the fact that you know, as a kid, I'm a ve- I was a very curious person. I still am, right? I'm very curious and very experiential. I find that I learn a lot more through experiences than I do through reading or listening. So what i found at that time was that you know that that was kind of a really good trait for me which was good too because as many people will tell you i have a pretty bad memory so i always i always have to relearn things by re-experiencing them which kind of i think has helped me in the long term because it allows me to you know have a, a bit of a different problem solving skills than most where i just Kind of have to rely on my experience of basically relearning from scratch a lot of things, right? So that's that's you know who I was as a kid, very very curious, very experiential. I absolutely love nature. I love being out in nature. You know, I, we like to travel a lot. My family likes to travel a lot. I have family uh, throughout the world, right? So my mom's side of the family is actually in Slovakia. I have I have family there. My dad's side of the family is in Brazil. I have family in the United States. You know, I have family here in Canada. So we absolutely love to travel a lot. And and my my perfect type of travel is that, you know, experiencing new things, right? I'm, I'm not necessarily one that, that likes to go to, let's say, the museums or, or things that are, you know, you find on postcards. I like to just kind of go in a place and, and be and do what the locals do without a tremendous amount of, you know, organized or scheduled activities. You just go and you kind of experience it, right? Absolutely love that. Did that, love that as a kid as well. So that's who I am.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Well, I can relate a lot to that curiosity piece. In fact, I have it, the word tattooed on my body. And I also can relate to the the notion of uh, taking the road less traveled, especially when traveling, you know, not going where everybody else goes. I feel like we could share a lot of stories about that. So but we'll park that and uh, and dig into that another time. I want to... Uh, you know, let Robbie answer that question as well. You know, who was Robbie as a kid? Where are you from? Family, uh, traits that you, that you had innately and that are still part of who you are today. I want to share a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. And the crazy thing is I'm the talker. So this is going to be a bit of a long one. Hey the the reality of my mind's a, a lot less exciting when it comes to you know the fact that you know I was from Brazil and, and and had to come to a different country but I'm born and raised Calgarian you know my whole family is from here I'm still here to this day my a lot of the stuff I did growing up was all focused around sport had a lot of energy uh, out outgoing from a young age was always kind of like to be the life of the party and you know have fun that's kind of how I recharge you know and I figured that out at, at a fairly young age that I really recharge with a lot of people around and and, and just genuinely enjoy the presence of, of people. So got into sport to try and, you know, at, at a young age uh, to try and disperse some of that energy that I, I had a lot from my parents, I think drove them nuts a little bit. And a lot of the the friendships that I, I kind of gathered through the years were all a derivative of that, of the different sports that I was involved with. So a uh, big focus for me was, was kind of, you know, that, that, that expression there through those those team sports and then just found some stuff into the individual side as well so anything and anything anything and everything i can get involved with from a sporting perspective i tried to so
1: there you go i know i I wish we had hours to talk about this because i'm sure we could all (laughs) we could all talk for a long time but any particular sports or you know activities that that you really love to do robbie that you feel really launched you know who you were as a person as well
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I I think back through it all, and a lot of it was team based, and then a lot of outdoor stuff. You know, I really love being outside. So, you know, in the winter, a lot of it was hockey related. Grew up playing it from a young age, and and stayed until the high school years. Getting into different sports, you know, during the summer was golf and a lot of racket sports outside too. And then evolved as I got as I've gotten older, and actually got into skiing at a, an older age with my kids and learned with them. So humbling experience, but a lot of fun, you know, try something new. So that was, that was really a lot of fun. So that was, that was the focus.
1: That's amazing. So building on what you've both shared, you know, Elberio being curious and, you know, experiential and, and Robbie really loving being around people and, you know, expressing energy and enthusiasm through sport, you now are building and creating LaunchCode, right? Alberio, CEO and uh, co-founder, and then Robbie, the CRO and partner in LaunchCode. So, but you didn't end up there right away. So I'm wondering if you can both share your professional journey of how after finishing high school, what was that period of time like between then and the work that you're doing now? And I'll start with Robbie. actually, if you wanna share a little bit about your professional journey.
2: Yeah, I kind of, you know, like Elberio likes to travel. I took the road less traveled when it comes to my, my, my track here. So out of high school, I didn't I didn't follow the typical path that a lot of people did. You know, I think for me, I didn't want to waste time and I wanted to really find out what I was passionate about and, you know, kind of reflecting after those years, it was all kind of around like, what do you want to do? And for me, I couldn't really nail that down. You know, it was something that took me some time to figure out, but it genuinely, it, it, it came kind of just organically through uh, some experiences that followed into a sales professional kind of mindset is kind of where I started. And and I started at a very slinging cell phones we'll go with, you know, and so out of high school and kind of early 20s and just kind of trying to figure things out and got really enjoyed it again, all about people, right? So you're, you're kind of getting into an experience of dealing with, with, a multitude of different personalities that allow for you just to kind of hone in your skills and that evolved did did well there and that evolved into actually moving in and getting into an organization that sells hardware and software as well and did that for about 9 years and the the what i found through that is that you know there's a unique opportunity through that 10,000 hours concept right you become a professionally become an expert after 10,000 hours of going at something and I got to that point and I just I, I my my curiosity and passion for helping people just kind of continued throughout those those kind of those form- formidable years in, in my professional career and through that, you know, really getting into the idea of opening my own organization and through opening that or having that concept of opening it, approached Alberio as, as to be a, a client of mine, you know, and it, it was really a, a fun conversation to how we got to this point in time, um, you know, and, and it really opened my eyes through what he had done, just kind of being being a friend on the side for a number of years on what's possible when you have people that just are super driven. So for me, you know, you get the last, you know, four and a bit years here where I've been with LaunchCode and what we've been able to accomplish through that just touches on the experiences that we've all had and the true passion to to get us to a point that we're seeing the success that we are today, which has been a lot of fun.
1: It's amazing how after you've had years of of different roles or professions or whatnot, how you can look back and recognize how each of those set you up with skills that at the time, maybe you didn't recognize we're going to benefit you down the road in that way. So really, really interesting to hear you share that, Robbie. How about you, Alberio? Like what about your professional journey? And you're you seem to be quite the serial entrepreneur. Like that's just what you've done the whole time. Do you wanna share a little bit about your your journey after after high school?
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a continuation, right, of the curiosity and and, and the experiences. I, I I love experiences. I love new experiences. So for me, you know, when I was younger, too, big, I was big into tech. I remember taking, you know, computers apart, my mom's computer apart, taking other pieces of tech apart. And I was always really, really, you know, curious about it. And I really enjoyed tech in general. So obviously, the natural thing was to go into competing science for my undergrad, Right. And in about three years, you know, in, into competing science, there was the bug there that, you know, I'd like to start a business. So in my in my third year in comp sci, I started a business where I was basically reselling software and hardware to companies. I was helping them set up their networks. So I kind of stacked all my classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, all my classes and labs on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, and then I'd work Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, which was which was phenomenal. It was a great experience. Right. My my marks were never the greatest. They were just middle of the pack but enough to kind of get you by. And it was really through that third and fourth year. I'm like, you know what? I really enjoy, you know, the, the business side of it. So I did that. When I graduated, I actually got a job in with with IT for governments. So I worked for a couple of different governments. in that During that time, too, I had another friend of mine from Edmonton, that had his own business in the past was also into business always you know worked loved building things with his hands him and i got together and said hey wouldn't it be cool if we built a company that you know did this and this and so we we did we got together we started building and through that process you know there's been different startups and sometimes it's just products we try new products try to sell them that we've done across you know across our history and, and it's always been so so engaging right i did have and you know, I guess part of that experience, too, I'm always I'm always constantly trying to learn. Right. So I'm trying to learn through through, you know, activities I do online. But I also went back to school with you know, I did my master's in computing science. I never completed that. But I did my master's. You know, my MBA completed that one. I've actually, you know, and then I started taking courses in philosophy so I like you know as a philosophy student so in the end I think I've been a student about five different universities or something crazy like that but you know it's it's kind of that that model I'm always trying to experience something new and, and and going out there and doing it
1: well and I think as well for for the both of you because you are leaders in the organization you know that you're creating and building being an effective leader is not just one part. There's so many different pieces that, you know, create and and build effective leaders. And I think that, you know, being curious about different facets of what that could look like is really important. Okay. So for the both of you, I it seems to me that you you didn't have that typical path, which I know I can relate to. I know a lot of people listening can relate to that. Was there any particular, I guess, curveball or situation or circumstance that you experienced along the way professionally that at the time might have been difficult, but actually created new opportunities that you didn't expect. Is there anything that jumps out?
3: Lots, right? <laughs> Lots. It's funny. Cause, I mean,
1: you can, you can share more than one if you want, but. <laughs> for
3: sure. You know, and I joke around with Robbie all the time too. I kind of, what makes, at least what I think makes people successful in business is your ability to just be kicked as many times as, as you can and as hard as you can and still just continue on. Like, you know, your ability to to handle adversity and these challenges and just continue on is is a big factor, right? And I think in the beginning, I probably would have been affected a lot more by certain curveballs, you know? And looking back, it was, you know, maybe the first one that was like the first, the first two or three customers saying, yeah, why, why are you selling this? Like, there's you already have a competitor and he's way bigger than you and he's got everybody else. So why are you guys even in, do, trying to do this, right? That I think was a lot more heartbreaking, maybe, you know. It it just affected me a lot more in the beginning of, of this journey. Now it doesn't because you, you have those experiences, right? But it was it was just your ability to to hear that and then you know, look through it a little bit and say, you know what, that's okay. You know, here's a kick I got I got, but I'm gonna continue on. I'm gonna try this out, right? I think that's that's really a tremendous uh, success factor like if you have the perseverance right and not only just the perseverance but the ability to persevere without just being super stressed right you kind of have to let it deflect off of you at times if you can that is huge you know another one obviously i always say this to people that who are trying to start a business have a partner um, a partner will keep you accountable and and there's a lot of us and, and unless you're very very unique and distinct there's a lot of us that you know when when things are getting hard and and it's a friday night and you know you don't want to you don't want to do something you're like ah, i'll do it tomorrow when you have a partner that's keeping you accountable it's you, you keep persevering you keep doing it right and, and then you can also kind of diverge some of those challenging times or challenging factions between so we've, we've had lots of curveballs you know some examples like i said being right off the off the bat things like that competitors doing things to us where you know where they were, you know, questionable and unethical point whether you're they're supposed to be doing that or not. Persevering through that negative news, you know, stories about our products or the company that we've had legislation that was passed that would stop our product in California. You had to, you know, had to fight against that. So there's a tremendous amount, but fighting a legislation and and legislators in California versus a customer, one customer telling you that you shouldn't, you know, your product is. Is obsolete. It's it's the same thing. It's a challenge. It's just how you how you deal with it, right? It's you know one may seem bigger than the other, but it's not. If you if you can handle both the same way with, and persevere, then I think you'll be
2: very very successful. It's it's a it's a broad question, and you know I was, th- I was thinking about that. I've been talking every day. There's something that comes up. Like there's not a day that goes by that you don't have something come at you that you need to deal with and whether it's personally or professionally you know like you have a death in the family think of personal and how are you going to persevere through that when you are again that 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 term that he used perseverance it's the key to it all And there's a lot more graphical kicking that we talk about uh, when it it comes to just how tough it can be, you know, but, you know, like you you think of, you know, situations that happen with friends that end up going into the hospital for whatever reason, or, you know, you have uh, a family member that's not in town that has health problems. Like there's stuff like that, that comes into the play and you have to disconnect the emotion that you're feeling in order to fulfill your commitments to not only your business partner but your clients and then the people that work with you and for you, like that that's a that's a really tall order to do. So to be able to really kind of get through the day to day curveballs, because there's not one thing I don't think that sticks out in in people's minds. I'm sure there's, you know, as you go through these things, there's a, a accumulation of them, but really it's it's the ability to disconnect, understand that Whatever's meant to happen is going to, and you're going to be okay. You know, you almost have to deescalate the severity of the situations because there's some crazy stuff that comes up at you, and you have to just move past it. So, and it's, it's tough. It takes a, it's a, it's a learned skill.
1: I really I think it's great that both of you have talked about having that support system or that partner or, you know, that team around you that can not only hold you accountable, but also provide that counterbalance in those moments. Right. You know, when things are coming up and I also can appreciate, you know, disconnecting from the emotions of a situation can be really hard, especially when you're so invested in the work. Um and clearly over time, you can get better at it. But is that, is that something that is still a challenge for the both of you? You know, especially when you're so invested and care so deeply about the company and the people and, you know, the clients that you're, you're creating this for?
3: For sure. Yeah. It, it, and you, I think what you, what you really said there is when you care real deeply. And, and for me, that's, that's a big one, right? Cause you do, you put, you put a lot of time and effort, and your own blood, sweat and tears and, into this thing. And then sometimes one of those challenges is one of those that that makes makes it seem like you don't care or that you're not doing something right and then you know that's when it kind of affects you a bit because you're like you know what i really you know i'm I'm trying my best here we're we're really trying our best to make this this organization you know the best it can be so it it kind of still does right but at the end of the day you have to just take it in stride and i think like you said having the partners is is important for that too Um, i think things that affect me probably don't affect robbie as much you know doesn't affect their other partner as much but you know and vice versa. So uh, you know, if, if having that that sounding board and being able to talk among ourselves would really it, it helps out, right? It makes it so that we can persevere easier.
2: Yeah, and I mean, just in addition to that too, you know, like having an understanding and having emotional intelligence for me, like that's I'm an emotionally charged person. So I think understanding what makes you tick and knowing who you are allows you to deal with those situations differently too. Like I always have been. I have always been an emotionally driven person, and having that awareness as though Hellberry laughs, it's something it's something that it's it, for me is a struggle every day right because there's so much passion that goes into what we do that to disassociate and disconnect from that is is hard you know because you you, you don't want to take it personally but sometimes it just comes that way and you have to just reset and find a way to disassociate and disconnect those those intense feelings you get
1: Thinking about that space you know that space of like between the emotion and then like the strategy of the next step and how do you navigate the challenge that's come up okay so the two of you are clearly you've got a good relationship you're you seem to be great friends from what i can tell and uh, you've worked together for a while now i want to know how you met so how did you meet and then i on on that you know after that story is shared you went into business together, so you don't just go into business with anybody. So I'm wondering if you can identify the things in each other that you knew this was a fit, like this was a this was a partner, and this is someone that I could, you know, build a business with because it's not for the faint of heart. So tell us about how you met, and then what about each other created that space to to build the business?
2: Sure. So we actually met over ten years ago now. I think eleven. I mean, I I know he's got a circle on his calendar and he's thankful every day. It's part of his his gratitude mornings, gratitude mornings. It actually, it actually started with uh, family. So my oldest son and and his daughter are the same age. We're going to kindergarten together and the wives became friends and we kind of just started hanging out as acquaintances through through the kids and the wives and then, you know, kind of (laughs) did some Lots of exciting things, you know, outside of work, some stuff we can talk about, some we can't. And the reality of it is, is just, you know, had a lot of fun in kind of getting to know each other and the families get along really well. And that's, that's a uniqueness in itself. So, you know, we hung out for, for quite a while, for almost 10 years and, you know, getting into the business side of it was, that was an interesting one because when I, I approached him and I'll let him tell his side of the story here shortly. But like, from my perspective, you know, I was moving out of my, my, uh, my, my position I was in previously for about almost 10 years. And I was looking at starting my own sales consulting company. And I had a, I had a fundamental challenge with my business model and I thought I figured it out and I was approaching people that I, you know, I respected. And then I came to El Barrio. So it's one of those things that, you know, I was like, this is my, this is my concept and this I'm thinking, you know. Here's my challenge, and before I kind of got to the end of that, him and James, who's our other business partner, were like, you know what, we want to bring you in. We want to see what we can do with this whole other side of this business. We want to create, and with my history and understanding what was being able to be sold off the shelf from a, from a, a software perspective, I saw a very significant opportunity with this. And I kind of I did it in conjunction with and and you know, quite frankly, I'll let I'll let Alberto tell his side. You know, the trust that I was given at a very early stage was significant. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me just given the character that, you know, Elberio and James have, but still in that sense, it was, 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 uh, was a big step forward of faith. It was a big leap of faith. And I think that talks a little bit too about what it takes to be successful in this space is you have to have faith. So that's my version of the story. And I'll, I'll let Elberio tell, tell his side.
3: Yeah, for sure. Well, I remember, actually, I do remember the, I, the first time we met, I was at my place. You, you came over and Yes, and I think we drank between the two of us uh, more than we should have. <laughs> so a night like that usually makes for good uh, conversation and good memories, right? So, but yeah, no, you know it's what's interesting about Robbie is is one one of those guys. Like when you when you go into a room and you know, let's say it's a party and you don't know anybody, and there's a and there's one guy that kind of just has that energy, and you're like, man, I you know, I really want to be friends with this guy. Like that was Robbie, and I remember the, the you know the first time we met, and he really. Had have that energy where, where you, you really, you felt, you know, that, that not only is he a guy with a lot of energy, a lot of movement, but he's a guy that kind of, that really cares about you. Right. So a lot of his questions were, were very, you know, introspective and 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 not just because trying to make chit-chat or talk but it because he genuinely cared and and then i felt that you know as our relationship when we became friends he was a guy that really knew what was going on in my life all the time and was always caring about it which was you know a phenomenal thing so that you know right off the bat that i knew that's that was somebody that obviously wanted, you know, to be friends for the rest of your life. And, and so that was on the friend side on, on the business side. Yeah. You know, myself and James, we, we started the, that company in, it was, it was first it was a product company. That's the one we started in 2005. So many years, many, many years ago, he's the one that I mentioned that, you know, reached out and and we said, Hey, do we want to start a company together? And along that path, we've tried uh, different product lines and different businesses and James got to know Robbie. And at a certain point, some of our clients were asking us to do something different than our product, build something that was new. So we did it a few times and and it was working really well. Right. So we thought, OK, well, I think we have a business here, this custom development work. Right. And we said, OK, well, you know, if we want to go down this path and, and build custom software, let's bring in, let's see if we can bring in, you know, the best guy we know in, in terms of. Of you know, network and getting to know people, and 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 not just necessarily bring them to our company, but genuinely care about what is their challenge they're trying to solve, right? What is, you know, and this has to be a genuine person that cares, and so you know, he does. He cares about what what problem are you trying to solve? He ensures that that we have that. F- Phenomenal relationship with our clients, right? That is something you know about Robbie that that is tremendous, and I've never seen in anybody else. You know, we'll sacrifice many things in our organization to ensure that our client is happy, and at the end of the day, like that is the number one thing important. That's important to him. So we knew right away, like this is a match made in heaven. Like you know, he's he's our guy that we we want. and we brought him on board and, and we built the LaunchCode brand with him, you know, as a partner. So, you know, he's, he's our partner on that end. And, and it, the the success has been phenomenal.
1: There you go. So building on that, right, thinking about the characteristics of each other that you were drawn to, to not only create a friendship, but also, you know, step into business together. So I'm going to have Robbie. I want you to answer this for Alberio and Alberio, I want you to answer this for Robbie from your perspective, guys, like what is the mindset? Because we're talking about entrepreneurship here and, and which is not an easy path and no entrepreneurial journey is the same. What do you see in terms of mindset in each other that you think are really foundational to success as an entrepreneur?
3: You know, Robbie really, really cares about people in general right he cares he generally cares about people and he cares to ensure that people are happy and And you see that internally with with our own team but you see that externally with our clients you know our partners and and it's a huge thing because that mindset is one of you know creating value for someone else not you know you're not creating value for yourself and i you know i truly believe that's that's a huge huge talent to have you gotta you know you gotta build something or you got to develop something or you got to create a solution, something that brings value to somebody else. It can't be just, you know, we want to bring customers because we want to make X amount of revenue. It has to be to truly solve a problem. It has to do to create something that's that's better for that client or for better for the world in general. Right. And that, and that's, you know, a mindset that I see in Ravi that is, is phenomenal for us.
2: And I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, from my perspective, you know, like I I was thinking that as I was talking about it and just kind of listening to the story again, it's funny when you do some, you know, retrospective thinking when you're in the, in the midst of it. And, you know, like for me, when I came in, it was, it, it was an unwavering belief in, in what Elberio and James had created and, you know, understanding that specifically with what, what Elberio holds as that, that, that CEO is that, you know, there's a visionary state. There is trust that, you know, he exudes in people. And when he gives people trust, you want to trust him immediately. And for me coming in, it was that, that I can get behind this guy, you know, I can get, I can get into, into the passenger seat, the driver's seat, the back seat. I don't care where it is. And we can, we can push this forward because there's alignment there and the willingness to be able to, you know, look at situations with humility. Understand that there is an opportunity that we all see, and we just got to work together in alignment. When you have that mindset in the room, every single time you get into a meeting, you don't have to worry about the BS. You know, like you you taught, I've been a part of many different companies, and there's always just politics and drama and BS that you need to deal with. And that just doesn't happen with, with Elberio as a whole what you see is what you get. And that is so freeing. And with that environment coming in and having that, I mean, I know I'm giving you a lot here and I'm surprised he's gonna be able to walk out of the building here after I've done this, but the, it, it's true for people to understand this though, you know, like, that is something that is so key is that you if you can remove all the BS and you have trust and faith and humility. When you walk in the door, you've got a team that's behind you. You know, and that's every day, you know, and and I would say the one thing that as a whole, both of him, both he and I just kind of exude is that unwavering belief and faith we know this is going to work. There isn't another option. And that's it. Like we will find a way. And so when you have that that unwavering faith and knowing that your outcome will be what you're what you're setting out for. You, you get people that get amped up and get excited because you're building momentum and excitement through the passion that you bring into every conversation. So I would say that that's a, an add in that you know uh, ties into to what you need to have from a characteristic trait.
1: As you were both talking, like it just is so clear to me how as an entrepreneur or starting something new or coming up with an idea that you know, pushes the boundaries or challenges people to step outside of their comfort zone, whatever that is. I really hear two things coming from the both of you. I hear um, the importance of team, the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are aligned. You don't have to be the exact same people, but like, what are those root things that you care about that you value that your team and those around you will value as well and how do you surround yourself with people that will build on that so that's one thing that was coming to mind and then the second is trust and and that's a big one and it's interesting because part of me thinks you know it takes time to build trust but at the same time why not start with trust? Do you guys have any thoughts on that piece? Cause you both mentioned that. And I also think it's from my perspective and what you share been a really key part of not only your working relationship and, you know, your friendship, but, you know, creating the business that you have together. So, just talk to me about trust. Cause, cause that really seems to be super foundational for both of you.
3: Yeah. And I think there's two mindsets around it, at least that I see out there, right? You have the one mindset that's like, you gotta, you gotta earn it. You gotta, you know, come in and earn it before I can fully trust you. And then the second mindset is, you know, I'll just, I'll trust you. facto trust you until I can't anymore. Right. And one of them you get, you may get burned every so often. The other one you don't. Right. But, giving this this trust de facto and just going that way will move things a lot faster. Right. I find that. And, and I find too, that it just, you know, you get the right people as well. People enjoy that. People, you know, will will be appreciative of that and and, and really ensure that they, you know, keep your trust. So it is huge though. I think you cannot grow as an organization if you don't start, relaying that trust out there. If you have to be involved in everything that the organization does, you become the bottleneck, right? You become the the reason the organization doesn't grow. So it's going to be, you know, it's, it's extremely important that, you know, trusting others is hard, may be hard to do a lot of times, but it's important because that's going to be part of your own personal growth as well.
2: Completely agree. And you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is that you want people to be bought in. And if you want people to buy in, you just gotta trust that they're they're in, you know, and and that's what we really try to to focus on when we have conversations. Okay, well I trust you, just go and do it. And I think once you actually say those words to people, there's an ownership like yeah. Wow. Okay. Sweet. I'm going to go do this. You know, like it, it, it's that, and, and that's part of, I think the, the culture that, you know, we, we really focus on and I mean, are we perfect now, but are we trying to be there? Yeah. You know, every day it's, it's the motto is every day, let's be better than we were yesterday and tomorrow than today. So, you know, that's the, always the intention and, and the team behind us is phenomenal, but it's because you enable them to be that way. And, and I mean, it makes, makes our jobs a heck of a lot easier when you have that good of a team that's behind you. So, and I think it comes from trust really at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that like, I'm just thinking about my own journey. And when I moved to Calgary in 2019, late 2019 was pivoting out of K to 12 education, looking for something different, had no idea what that was going to look like. And through, A series of meeting great people and, you know, checking out Rainforest, Alberta, you know, was introduced by Jim Gibson to Margot and then Margo introduced me to Greg and Jill and, you know, whatnot. But I remember within the first couple of weeks of my role with Inception U back then, I had gone to Greg at some point and asked him like, you know, is it okay if I do this or can I do this? And he just looked at me and he said, I trust you, go do it. And I'd never been... (laughs) like empowered like that, even though I know in previous work environments, I was trusted, but the system that I was working in didn't allow for, for that individuality or these ideas to thrive, if that makes sense. So, yeah. And I just know how impactful for me that was to experience that. And it took me a while to like adjust to it. Like, oh, and Greg talks about to, you know, a, a lot of the time with design and this is design in, in general, but he said a lot of the time at the root of the problem is waiting for too much permission, you know, it holds things back. So anyway, just relating a lot to what the both of you have shared with that. Any, any thoughts?
3: Well, what's, what's nice about it too is in in Inception U, you know, if, if, if when they're doing that, it's going to, it's going to come across to the ultimate client, which is the students, right? So, you know, having that trust within the organization is going to allow you guys to, to do better things and have better products. And, you know, the impact will be felt by your ultimate clients, the students.
1: Thank you for saying that. And I would imagine that that's what you're hoping for for your business as well, and then the clients that you're working with and the team that you have. It does feel good though. You know, when you realize like, okay, I'm being my total authentic self, I'm doing shit that I love to do, I'm working with great people, and like, you start to see the ripple effect of that. It's really powerful. Um, Okay, so I, you know, Robbie, I was looking, well, stalking your Instagram earlier today. And, uh, but I was, there was a piece of a statement that you had on there that I thought was really interesting. And it, it it was guiding the client through the art of what is possible. And there's a lot within that, that I would love for the both of you to talk about, but tell me how does launch code as a, as a business support that? And then also how do you individually, the two of you model that in your day-to-day work? So it's sort of a twofold question, like how does launch code you know, guide the art of what is possible. And then for you individually, how do you do that in your work?
2: Yeah, that's a good, it's a, it's a bit of a corny term, but it it sparks good conversation and that's the whole, the whole intent behind it. But you know, the reality of it is, is I think that, you know, a lot of people, unless you're in the technical world or you have some understanding of the software space, a lot of people don't know what's possible anymore. You know, tech is constantly evolving and you hear a lot of times people, there's gotta be a way, right? So they're wondering what's possible. Like, what is what we could we possibly create that can satisfy and solve some of these challenges and these 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 goals and help us achieve some of these goals that we've got set out for for our business. So, you know that that's what kind of that that statement is meant to kind of represent. And as far as you know, the the conversations that occur because of it, it's, it's very holistic, right? And you, you talk about an organization as a whole. You talk about the way the, the the business is looking at operating and how do we tie in technology and innovation to change clients' experience. whether it's internal or external clients and through that you know we really start to break down into kind of micro sessions sure we'll go with that i like micro sessions it's the word of the day apparently but like with that you know it, it allows for us to break down the complexity and this really overarching high level concept into something tangible and with that tangibility, it allows for context to be able to now come to the forefront. And our process allows for us to really break that down. You know, we go into a four step process, and, and through that, it's it really allows again for the client to feel how simple this can be. Because it doesn't need to be complicated. You know, and, and with just conversation and understanding and doing your due diligence and asking questions and being curious. You can get so much accomplished and so much enlightenment on what the business is actually trying to do. You know, we've had clients come to us and say, oh, I've got problems with my overtime. And, you know, and we're like, okay, well, let's talk about it. You get into a conversation, you realize the core of it is not problems with the overtime; It's the tech. It's, it's the spreadsheets that they're relying on at the end of the day to run their business. Okay. Well, what is And so you get into this whole flow and it's very easy to get into that. And then you show them what's possible through our, our process that it's our presentation of awesomeness and that word is what we use because it's self-explanatory with that though you know that brings that brings context and and we we try and mirror that within our environment you know like we've got some big aspirations again same thing as our client conversation sitting at the million foot view we need to break it down into more more granular stages and, you know, really map those out and then assign people that are accountable to deliver on them. You know, there's a, there's a whole flow that goes into it. And that's where you have to constantly come back and measure on. So you can actually see that the deliverables are happening and that accountability thing, you know, whether you throw stuff in meetings at each other and or you, you have a nice, pleasant conversation, whatever the fun is, you know, like however you want to do that, teach their own, but that's, that's a, a little bit of, of kind of how we, we break it down both externally and internally.
3: Yeah, and you know, I think Robbie nailed the the nail on the head there. One of the things that we that we do internally is with our with our we're a team, right? Every second Friday we we do special projects Friday where where we allow the team to build whatever it is that they want, right? We really we really look for and, and try to bring in people who are very creative, people who have their own personal projects, people who are almost entrepreneurial, right? They have that kind of entrepreneurial mindset because it's, it's these types of people that, you know, can help us really do what's, what's not possible. So we're very, very happy with the team. Like we have a phenomenal, phenomenal, talented team here in this organization. And the stuff that they can do is is just amazing, right? So we try to we try to thrive that a little bit by giving them opportunities, you know, to do something that's completely outside of client work, which is the special projects. We try to have them work together in teams, you know, maybe it's sometimes it's on their own projects. So internally as well, we all kind of have our own projects, you know. Um myself, I still kind of program here and there. It's been years since, you know, since I've been doing it. My our other business partner, James, he's working with his hands all the time, right? Building things. He loves that side of the business. You know, Robbie's always learning new things, creating new things. So it's a, it's a mindset too, where we just, we want to ensure that we have that lifelong learning, right? Lifelong learning type of mindset. And that translates at the end of the day to, you know, figuring out and solving problems for, for our clients.
1: Well, there's no one way to do everything, right? And I think it's neat that you're it sounds to me like within yourselves and then within the business. There's this constant evolution of how are we approaching things? How are we thinking about things? Who is partnering with who? Like there's this real like agility and adaptability that I think is uh really interesting okay we're gonna start to wrap it up i feel like you know the three of us could talk for four more hours but i have uh, just two more questions for you i'm really curious for you individually what's lighting you up right now is there something that you're exploring or interested in that you find yourself really curious about or that's you know provoking you to ask a lot of questions and it doesn't have to be work related it can be whatever the heck you want but what is what's lighting you up these days
3: i I have found that that you know, in the beginning of, of this organization and, you know, when James and I first got together, there was there was, you know, the there was a the business. We had the personal and it was very melded right in that we were basically working all the time. So we kind of, you know, the personal was there as well recently. And this is what I have tried to work on a lot is how do I have it so that it's it's just one passion, right? It's, and that's not a different passion between business or and a different passion between you know family and, and the traveling and the other the things I enjoy how do I do that is so it's one holistic right and and it's really looking down the path of you know having clarity processes done of you know who you who you are and where you want to go right some of it gets on the spiritual side but figuring all of that and then and then trying to craft a life for you that can bring this together right you shouldn't feel like work is is a means so that you can have money to do your passion and your personal stuff what i'm you know trying to work on and and trying to really create is is that holistic you know experience and not only just for myself but how do we do that on the organizational level right how do we align our people and where they want to go and what they want to be how do we align them with what we're doing in this organization and and then how do we give them those opportunities to just be better versions of themselves. Right. So that's for me is it's that challenge I think is a, is a forever challenge. It's something that's a continuous, continuous work on challenge, but it's, it's what really drives me.
2: Wow. So deep, man, Goes next level, you know, it, I joke, but it, we, we actually have very similar thoughts when it comes to that, you know, there's, there's experiencing what's new, you know, for me, is is what are some of the things that we can get into to help you grow, to help you understand and learn that you know, prior to getting into that environment, you've 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 totally changed your perspective or you have a different appreciation for a different perspective. So for me, it's 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 growing in those areas and learning and ex- exploring and exposing different things into my mind so that I can help kind of you know get into a different different frame of mind and skill set. So for me, it's it's all around how do I grow. And how do I become more enabled and bring more tools to situations, whether it's personally or professionally to help move the needle on whatever the situation is forward, you know, from, from that perspective. So, you know, understanding the the clarity process is an interesting one because we've done it as an organization and and as, as a group and it's, it's enlightening, you know, it really brings that what it's meant to clarity around what you see moving forward. So I think once you have that, that understanding that brings natural inspiration and motivation to keep that you know light as bright as it needs to be every day to come in and bring passion into every conversation and every interaction, whether it's at work or whether it's at a Starbucks drive through or whether you're having a beer somewhere like whatever, you're bringing passion into that and you're, you're bringing excitement. So for me, that's, that's a big thing. And, you know, part of it from a business standpoint, you know, moving the organization forward and diversifying it with some of the, the different offerings we're bringing our clients is very unique. The, the whole startup studio model that we're doing is beyond exciting because that is something that, you know, is, uh, is a unique offering and and something that I think is going to make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. So very excited for, from that perspective. So, but bringing passion into that too. It's fun.
1: There you go. Well, I think paying attention to what lights us up is important because it's an indicator, For me, and I'm not sure what you guys think, I think it's an indicator that we're on the right track, you know, and paying attention to that internal guide. I'm actually, I just bought the book. I haven't started it, but it's called Extended Thinking. Greg told me about it. And it's thinking outside of your brain. And it really is tapping into the, the awareness that is outside of our brains, which we tend, we just rely on our brains all the time. But yeah, anyway, so I'm excited to dig into that book. Okay, let's, let's wrap this up. Now, this is a big question. It's building off of what you have been talking about, the two of you, but you know, what do you want to contribute to the world? And you can answer this from the the mindset or the lens of of launch code, if you like, you can think about it personally, but what do you want your contribution to be? And then what is that impact?
3: Perfect. Sounds. (laughs) Sounds. Good. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it's probably going to be a spiritual answer. It's, but no, for, um, for my, my goal, what I'd love to do is, is I'd love to build an organization, right. That, that creates purpose, you know, and that allows people to have purpose in their life. Right. And, you, you know, when we first started this, obviously it was always around the product and the clients. My role, I think has kind of, has changed into that, you know, I'd like to build an organization that we're bringing purpose and and really in, and creating better versions of people, right? Uh, when they come in here, and not just on their on their professional life, but their whole life, right? I'd love to be able to do that, and I think that's why I'm so passionate with with the startup studios, right? And partnering up with with startups because I think we have a, a tremendous amount of experience that we can help them with, right? And and there's a lot of things in the first you know, five, six years of a startup, you know, that I didn't know, that James didn't know, you know, the two of us kind of had to navigate and try our best that we can really bring clarity to the beginning of these other startups and, and put that sense of purpose, you know, in the beginning, because it will, it will allow them to you know, get over those challenges. It'll allow them to get kicked many times and persevere, right? If, if you uh, properly align a person's mindset with what they're doing on a daily basis, you know? But that is a holistic view of not just Work versus life, but but a combined uh, holistic view. We now create an organization that's that's bringing purpose to people,
2: and you know that for sure is
3: what excites me the most.
2: How do you follow that up? I don't even know how to follow that up, you know. So you know, I <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe touch on a couple of different points, but like you know, there's a shared and bought-in alignment there. You know, from my perspective, you know and and that's what's exciting too. And I, and I would say that you know, to add a couple of different things from the business side, you know in in addition to what launch codes the startup studio is doing the launch code side is I'm gonna change the status quo. you know, like we want people to realize there's a better and more trusting way to do business. you know, I find that the Canadian landscape as a whole is is a little bit more conservative in the fact that you know they there's a misconceived or, or perception out there, we will say that, you know, everybody's out to screw you. We're just going to figure out a way to how to do it. And it's like, there's a better way, but that's because of experiences. So we want to change that experience and and bring a better and more trusting kind of approach to the environments and our our engagements with our clients. And then for me on a, on a, a personal note, you know, for me, my focus is, is I want to leave people happier than when they started with me, you know, like whether, you know, it's in, it's in the office and getting people laughing and having a good time. If it's, in Starbucks, and you know, buying a coffee for somebody behind you, or starting a conversation with some random stranger, and just bringing joy and happiness to a situation, and you're like, "Wow, that was cool!" And they're walking out of that place in a different way. That that's every interaction I, I strive to to bring a better perspective and a happiness when people walk away from it. So that's that's on the personal side, of my my story.
1: Well, I have to tell you that I feel that what you just shared, the, you know, the impact you want to have, you both had that on me today, which I think is really amazing, you know, checking in with, you know, purpose and things that light me up. And, you know, Robbie, uh, I definitely am feeling I was having a good day, but I'm having an even better day. I have really, really appreciated this time that we've had together today. And it's always fun to get to know people on a deeper level. And my hope with the podcast that I'm hosting, you know, for Libby, that we really dig into the person, you know, the business is a ripple effect of who that person is. And we all have a story and experiences and things to share. So I'm, I'm hoping that whoever is listening to this, that they are getting a really great sense of who Alberio is and who Robbie is. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? If they're curious to connect or reach out, what would you suggest?
3: I believe both of us are on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, if, if, you know, my personal email is just my name, Alberio at, lc.dev so that's l for launch c for code launchcode.dev deV robbie i believe is at robbie at lc.dev as well
2: you bet both uh, both work work for me and preferred either one so uh please reach out happy to have conversations and questions and jen thank you very much for having us this has been a, a fun and and yeah, just a fun experience. We appreciate you giving us the ability to to talk a little bit about ourselves.
1: Well, secret side note, everyone that's listening, I did forget to record for like the first ten minutes when we started, so we had to go back and start again. So you know, there you go. Nothing like making a fool of yourself in front, in front of two great. People. Yeah, it was good
3: practice. <laughs> it was good practice the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you as well, Jen. This is our second time we're doing the we're doing the speaking engagement. Both times you've oh, you've made it. You made it awesome. Super comfortable and easy to talk to. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Cool. Well, I hope that whoever is listening has taken some inspiration or, you know, had some moments of pause for everything that Elberia and Robbie have shared with us today. Really appreciate you joining us. And I encourage all of you, as I always do, to really think about the impact that you want to have. Have a good day.
0: If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract become part of the inclusive silo busting sector agnostic all industry open sourced ego shrinking ecosystem building entrepreneur focused wide open social barrier smashing community known as rainforest alberta this episode was brought to you by assembly co-working space if you're looking for a co-working space check out assemblycs.com music for the show was created by tony deldegan